ان الحمد لله نحمده ونستعينه ونستغفره ونعوذ بالله من شرور انفسنا ومن سيئات اعمالنا من يهد الله فلا مضل له ومن يضلل فلا هادي له ونشهد ان لا اله الا الله وحده لا شريك له ونشهد ان سيدنا وسندنا وحبيبنا وشفيعنا ومولانا سيدنا محمد صلى الله عليه وسلم عبده ورسوله ارسله الله بالهدى ودين الحق ليظهره على الدين كله ولو كره الكافرون ولو كره المشركون ولو كره المنافقون اما بعد فقد قال الله عز وجل في كتابه الكريم يا ايها الذين امنوا اتقوا الله اتقوا الله حق تقاته ولا تموتن الا وانتم مسلمون واعتصموا بحبل الله جميعا ولا تفرقوا واذكروا نعمه الله عليكم اذ كنتم اعداء فالف بين قلوبكم فاصبحتم بنعمته اخوانا وكنتم على شفا حفره من النار فانقذكم منها كذلك يبين الله لكم اياته لعلكم تهتدون ولتكن منكم امه يدعون الى الخير ويامرون بالمعروف وينهون عن المنكر واولئك هم المفلحون وقال الله عز وجل في مقام اخر لقد جاءكم رسول من انفسكم عزيز عليه ما عنتم حريص حريص عليكم بالمؤمنين رؤوف رحيم فان تولوا فقل حسبي الله لا اله الا هو عليه توكلت وهو رب العرش العظيم وصدق الله العظيم all praises to allah and may his peace and blessings be upon his servant and messenger sayyidna wa maulana muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam may the peace and blessings of allah ta'ala be upon him and upon his noble companions and upon his pure wives and upon his mubarak and blessed family and progeny and upon all of those who follow all of their way until the day of judgment alhamdulillah praise be to allah subhanahu wa ta'ala who allowed us to gather again in his mubarak house with the added blessing and with the added benefit this week that it is the first friday of the mubarak month of dhulqa'da one of four sacred months in the year one of four months in which allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has multiplied for the believers the reward of good deeds and has opened the door of growth and opened the door of goodness and opened the door of enlightenment enlightenment of the hearts and opened the door of progress for the ummah of the prophet sallallahu alaihi wasallam this month then leads to the next month which is dhul hijjah which is the most sacred month of the calendar of the year and in dhul hijjah is the most sacred day of the year of the calendar the yawm uh, al-nahr the eid al-adha which is uh, coming inshallah very soon and in order for a person to realize the sacredness of that day 
In order for the person to realize the sacredness of that day, the heart has to be what? It has to be alive. I can tell you about, there's a new five-star restaurant, Michelin-rated, right? Michelin, not the tires, it's the French, whatever, right? It's a, a very nice restaurant, world-class, only rich people eat there. It opened up in, in, in Cleveland, and it's a halal restaurant, and the owner said, whoever comes to Jum'a this day, all of them, let them take a ticket outside, and they can have a free meal on me. That meal which would cost $250, it's free on me, let them take an appointment and eat. This analogy, by the way, is not far-fetched. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala uses a very similar analogy to describe his book. That the, the, not Allah Ta'ala, the Messenger of Allah Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam uses a very similar analogy to describe the Book of Allah. He describes it as the Qur'an as the Ma'dubatullah. فَلْيَأْتِ أَحَدُكُمْ مَأْدُبَتَهُ مَسْتَطَاعَهُ كَمَا قَالَ عَلَيْهِ الصَّلَاةُ That this book is like the invitation, the dinner invitation of Allah. So whoever is able to attend it and eat, let them come and attend it and eat from it. If I had those tickets to give out in the front, everyone would love to come. Do you think a dead person is going to be able to benefit from it? We take the corpse to the restaurant. Coronavirus or no coronavirus, no one's even going to let it into the building. Even if you let it into the building, what are you going to do? You're going to shove food into the dead mouth of the, of the body? It doesn't work. You don't benefit from it. So when we say a certain day is the most sacred day of the year, when we say that something is filled with nur and with barakah, when we say something has ruhaniyah, has spirituality inside of it, when we say that something Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has placed great help and great madad in a certain thing, what does that mean? That means you'll benefit from it if the heart is alive. And keeping the heart alive is our job. This is one of the benefits Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has given through the sharia, that the sharia is not like uh, uh, you know, some of the uh, rabbis have taught regarding the Torah, and I've heard this from uh, rabbis with my own ears. That what? That it's a God's punishment, an onerous punishment, that He made this halal and this haram on us in order to uh, burden us, in order to punish us for this X, Y, Z, or the other thing, because He wants to make things difficult for us. No, brothers and sisters, every single hukum of the sharia, there's great mercy in it from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, there's great benefit in it from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Even imagine that a man who has to go through a very difficult medical treatment, like chemotherapy. It will be painful, it will be very expensive, it will make every hair in your head fall out. The person you know, who laments having to go through such a therapy, uh, he laments slightly less than the person who wants to have the therapy but cannot afford it or doesn't have access to it. There's great mercy in it from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala for, 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 for all of us, for those who follow the sharia. Why? Because the person who is careful not to eat the haram, the person who is careful not to look at the haram, the person who is careful not to earn the haram, the person who is careful not to touch the haram, the person who is careful not to listen to the haram, that person, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, keeps their heart alive. That person is the one that when these Mubarak days come, the faith and the divine effluence flows onto his heart and illuminates it and polishes it and gives them khair and barakah, goodness and blessing in this world and in the hereafter. So brothers and sisters, I'm telling you, these uh, 10 days are coming. Amongst it is the most holy and sacred day of the year. Amongst it there is from the fuyud and barakat, from the divine effluence and from the divine blessings, that which comes down, which doesn't come down in any other time of the year. And 
this month, this Mubarak month is the beginning of it. So I wanted to talk about uh, a couple of things, inshallah, that are ways that we can ramp up and amp up our uh, uh, heart, you know, defibrillate it, uh, give it some uh, shocks that the, that, that the heart starts beating again. Not the physical heart, but the spiritual heart. I'm not going to talk about going on hajj. It's, uh, for those of us who are outside, it's not going to happen this year, most probably. Don't say hajj is cancelled. Hajj is never cancelled. The only one who can cancel hajj is the one who made hajj an obligation. But yes, the numbers of visas will be slashed drastically from the outside. You can say this much. Someone will make hajj on behalf of the ummah of the Prophet We ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to accept from them. And that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala reward us through their hajj, reward the entire ummah uh, from it. And we have great hope in the mercy of Allah and the blessing of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and the fadl of the grace of Allah ta'ala. I'm not asking you to go on hajj. I'm not asking you to read 200 rak'ahs like those who were before us in this uh, ummah used to do in the day in 100 rak'ahs and uh, the like. I'm not asking you to wake up for tahajjud as is the, uh, uh, the affair of the salihin of the righteous even to this day. I'm not asking you even at this point yet to fast, but something very simple. Something very simple, which is what? Allah Ta'ala gives the hukum in His book. Indeed Allah Subhanahu Wa Ta'ala, indeed Allah Subhanahu Wa Ta'ala and His angels, they invoke blessings on the Prophet Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam. Ya ayyuhalladheena amanu sallu alayhi wa sallimu taslima. O you who believe, invoke blessings on the Prophet Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam and send your prayers of peace upon him alayhi salatu wassalam. The hadith, it is, or sorry, the ayah of the Qur'an has a, a commandment in it. And it is narrated uh, uh, in the Muwattab Imam Malik amongst other uh, collections of hadith from Abu Mas'ud al-Ansari radiallahu anhu. قال أتانا رسول الله صلى الله عليه وسلم ونحن في مجلسي سعد ibn Ubadata. He said the Prophet وسلم, came and we were in the sitting place, the gathering place of Sa'ad bin Ubadah radiallahu anhu. فَقَالَ لَهُ بَشِيرِ بْنُ سَعْدِ بَشِيرِ بْنُ سَعْدِ said to him أَمَرَنَ اللَّهُ أَن نُصَلِّيَ عَلَيْكَ يَا رَسُولُ اللَّهِ فَكَيْفَ نُصَلِّيَ عَلَيْكَ He referred to this ayah, this Bashir bin Sa'd, and he addressed in great humility and great respect the Messenger of Allah sallallahu alayhi wasallam that Allah Himself commanded us to invoke blessings of peace upon you and to pray for you, Ya Rasulullah. So how are we supposed to do that? فَسَكَتَ رَسُولُ اللَّهِ صَلَّى اللَّهُ عَلَيْهِ وَسَلَّمَ حَتَّى تَمَنَّيْنَا أَنَّهُ لَمْ يَسْأَلْهُ Upon hearing this question, the Messenger of Allah صَلَّى اللَّهُ عَلَيْهِ وَسَلَّمَ became quiet for so long. It became awkward. He became quiet for so long that the narrator mentions, Abu Mas'ud al-Ansari mentions that we wished he didn't even ask the question. Why? Because it seemed like it put the Messenger of Allah صَلَّى اللَّهُ عَلَيْهِ وَسَلَّمَ in an awkward position. And what's the meaning of this? The meaning is what? The Messenger of Allah وسلم, he was never one to want to be the center of the show. He was never one to say greatness about himself. There are so many ahadith of the Prophet وسلم, that show that. That he loved humility. He loved to be humble. Once a woman came to ask him a question وسلم, she was shaking out of fear, out of awe. The great chiefs of Quraysh themselves, 
They said, Amr bin As anhu, he said that if you ask me to describe him, how did he look? He said, I couldn't describe him to you because since the day I said La ilaha illallah, I didn't have the courage even to like look him in the eye, sallallahu alayhi wasallam. I was in such awe. So Miskina, a woman, he, he she, literally Miskina, the Prophet said to her, A Miskina, alayki bis sakina. said, Oh, poor woman, calm yourself, calm your shaking. He said, Don't you know that I'm the one who used to take the old and stale pieces of bread with me? And I used to uh, uh, herd the, the, the flocks in the mountains around Makkah Mukarramah. Meaning what? This is his humility. His humility. So at this question that Allah commands us to invoke blessings on you, he became silent وسلم, for so long uh, out of his humility. Uh, 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 it says, he said that, what, that, say these words. This is what we refer to as the Salah Ibrahimiyah, which we say in the, the, our, our own prayers, and there are a number of correct narrations of it. And then he says, to say salam, you also know how to say salam. You know how to say salam. As-salamu alayka ayyuhu al-nabi wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuhu. As-salamu alayna wa ala ibadullahi salihin. There are a number of different narrations of it. Like again, like the Salat Ibrahimiyyah, it's also known and it's also something that we recite in our prayer. Now brothers and sisters, what's the point of this Salat and Salam on the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa He neither needs our dua, nor is it like the bizarre objection people have nowadays that, well, we only worship Allah, why are we going to mention the Prophet ﷺ again and again? And the answer to this question is what? Is that when you say, Allahumma salli, who is this, uh, who is this utterance in this sentence addressed to? What does Allahumma mean? Does it mean, oh Muhammad? No. Alayka salatu salami Rasulullah. What does Allahumma mean? Allahumma means, oh Allah. You are making dua to Allah. This is your connection between you and Allah. Allahumma salli ala Muhammad. Oh Allah, send down your blessings and your mercy on Sayyidina Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wasallam. This is your connection between you and Allah. And so you see that the, the, the Kaaba Mu'azzama, which is in the middle of the Masjid al-Haram, which is in the middle of Makkah Mukarramah, we face it, it's Ashraf al-Jihad. We face it, it's the most noble and mubarak of directions a person who faces it when they say their prayers Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala increases the barakah in their prayers and in their dhikr and in their recitation do you not see Allah ta'ala doesn't live in a city and he doesn't live in a masjid and he definitely doesn't live in a house however because we're in time and we're in space Allah made certain times blessed and certain places and certain things blessed so that we this is our way of worshipping Allah ta'ala just like the penguin isn't asked to fly and the eagle is not asked to swim in the depths of the earth. Every one of the creation of Allah Ta'ala is, is given a way of worshipping Allah that's appropriate for it. Those that are in time and space are given an appropriate way of worshipping Allah Ta'ala through that time and through that space. And just like that, the human beings were given an appropriate way of worshipping Allah. And that is what? The tafsir of La ilaha illallah for us is what? Muhammadur Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa that when we show our connection with the Prophet ﷺ, what are we saying? 
We're saying, Ya Allah, you sent us a message and we hear and we obey. You sent us a messenger, we hear and we obey. This is our way of showing Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala our submission and our loyalty to Him. And as time goes on, and Muslims take Tawheed for granted, and they take the Qur'an for granted, and they take the, 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 the deen for granted, and the prayer for granted, and the masjid for granted, you see this arrogance enter into their heart, that they say, well, you know, well, whatever's in the Qur'an, I'm going to do it, and whatever the Prophet ﷺ said, I'm going to, you know, if I agree with it or whatever, I'll take it, and if not, I'll say, well, this hadith is not sahih, etc., etc. Whereas this was never, this is not only never the Qur'an or the companions, or the deen of the companions, or the salihin, or the ulama, or the awliya. This is also not the deen of the Qur'an itself, which commands, Ya ayyuhalladheena amanu, sallu alayhi. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala give all of us tawfiq. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala bear witness in this Mubarak house, in this Mubarak hour, this Mubarak day, that we all invoke the blessings of Allah ta'ala and the salat al-salam of Allah ta'ala on Sayyidina Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam and that we hold fast to his honor and to his reverence and to obeying his every commandment. And we renew that vow and that ahad and that covenant with every time we send salat and salam on him sallallahu alayhi wa sallam again and again. And we will talk inshallah uh, in subsequent weeks about some of the other aspects of the benefit of the salat and salam on the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. Wa aqulu qawli hadha wa astaghfirullah li wa lakum nisa'il al-muslimina. Fa astaghfiru innahu huwa al-ghafoor al-raheem.